Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 73. I am Joe the Widget Wilson. Yeah, that guy. And I am joined as always, uh, oh, Varwin couldn't make it tonight guys, I am so sorry. He had he was forced into overtime and was literally crying on the phone when he was telling me he couldn't come. And he wasn't crying, I'm just kidding. But, needless to say, he was not thrilled he could not make it tonight. We are going to miss him. As always, it's rare when we miss our Ivarwin on this epi- on the, on the episode of the show. We'll, we'll look forward to, to hearing from him next week, guys. But loot the man is back. I am welcome to welcome back, or pleased to welcome back. I cannot talk tonight. I blame other things. The openly oldest Lewis Alon. Thank you, Joe. It is great to be back. Hello, everyone in the chat room. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, it's great to have you back, man. We've missed you. Oh, I've missed all of you. Believe me. I'm so glad to be here today. You have no idea. <laughs> Squee! <laughs> there you go, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> there you go for Liz. We are joined, as always, by the one. David Deenforce Adams. The one? That's my O word. I'm the one. <laughs> Is it, it's because I've went to other alternate universes and killed Gently, my other yes, ones, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now it's good to be here, y'all. We're gonna have a great show. Got a lot to talk about. At least we hope. And we are joined by the overly. Or let me see here. The overwhelmingly obsessed Shank the Tank. I'm not obsessed. I can stop whenever I want, but I just don't want to stop because you're obsessed. Because I'm, yeah, okay. Denial. Anyway, <laughs> yo, internet. <laughs> What's up, internet land? <laughs> hey, that, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> <That's what laughs> and we are joined by a special guest tonight, a regular fan of our network and an Ellis Rolls enthusiast, Mara. Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. Very nice of you all to have me. You nervous yet? Oh, I've been nervous for the last, like, half an hour. Okay, we'll pick on you some more, make you more nervous. Don't worry about it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) All right. We have some sponsors, Lou. All right. Our show is brought to you in part by GuildLaunch.com. Set up your free guild site at GuildLaunch.com today and get great features such as DKP Tools, Mobile optimized sites and multi gaming support. You also get to choose from one of other three sub plans starting at $7 a month and ending at $20 a month, and get features such as your own domain, Google Analytics, 10, 25, 
even 60 gigs of storage, advertising, attendance reports, full CSS customization, and so much more. At guildlaunch.com, it's a win. Slay more dragons. And also by tweakedaudio.com for quality earbud, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty. And with our code, off the record, that's all one word, you get 30% off your order. All at tweakedaudio.com. Oh, fantastic job, Lou. Great job. All right, guys. I have something not so uh, fun and bubbly to go over, but this is something I did promise a local co-worker of my brother Dan's that we would do for her. Um, I'll let this audio bit explain itself. So here we go. Hi, everybody. A local young woman by the name of Carrie Ackley came to Dan at his work. She's a co-worker of his and asked Dan if I would be willing to bring up a charity that she is doing for her five-year-old son, Thomas Ackley Jr. Uh, Thomas Ackley is in kindergarten. He is, um, was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma, which is a rare type of childhood cancer. He was also diagnosed with bone cancer. Uh, he will be going, be undergoing chemotherapy and surgery for the neuroblastoma, then radiation, more chemotherapy, and a bone marrow transplant for his bone cancer. His parents are not able to afford his treatments and have asked us to bring this up on our podcast, and we agreed wholeheartedly. What they're asking is for any contribution of any size to assist in paying for young Thomas Ackley Jr.'s surgeries and his transplant any donation size is greatly appreciated to hear they ask that the you do it by a check and you can send the checks to thomas ackley 1354 east drive lot number 95 alden new york 14004 they thank any any and every and everyone for their support in helping their son get better thank you guys and now that we brought the show's mood down a couple octaves, let's get into it, guys. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys. So we have some meat and potatoes, but before oh, we get oh, to dying, oh. <laughs> <laughs> before we get to dying, we have something quick to mention, and I have to do it because Yvonne's not here. Okay. <laughs> 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 I was getting ready to call on him, too. I was like, okay, Yvonne, go ahead. Uh, ESO is the best RPG of E3 2013. Says who? Let's yeah, get this list. Who? Yeah, jeez. Game Informer, Wired, PC Gamer, Giant Bomb, OXM, GameSpot, Destructoid, Kotaku. Who cares about them? Anyway, Games Radar, <laughs> <laughs> Joystick, Machinima, Polygon, IGN, EGM, OBGYN. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, The Escapist. And those are the ones we care about. News outlets like CNN, USA Today, Entertainment Weekly, The Associated Press, blah, 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 Spike, Venture Beat, and the LA Time bear no gamer cred with us, but it's nice to know they voted for ESO2. Venture Beat? Who are they? <laughs> they like Tiger Beat? <laughs> um, got me, dude. It's like the Tina Bopper magazine. What's going on with this? <laughs> wow. Who knows? I, I have a few jokes for that, but I'm going to just not do that. 
Because we're trying to keep this show family friendly, yeah. All right, so we got some stuff to get into, guys. And the first on our list tonight is an article. This is the Inside ESO Dungeons. Something that I know that a lot of us are very, very curious about. I know I am. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we're going to kind of go through this list a little bit and just kind of talk on some a few points here. Um, Monday, July 1st. Good timing, Zoss. Zoss published an article that goes inside the dungeon experience of ESO. Here's what we learned from the article found on the website at ElderScrollsOnline.com. You can go there and read more about the article from them. But we're going to cover all the goodies for you guys. That's what we do. All right. Lou, what's our first point, man? All right. The first point they wanted to bring up. Dungeons are instanced and designed to be done with your faction in groups of four. You're going to have bosses and loot all to yourselves, which will be different than the public dungeons. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask the question here. What, what, so there are different types of dungeons? Yes. Because he says different from public dungeons? Yes. Mm-hmm. You have public dungeons and you have your standard, what do they call, raid dungeons or group dungeons. They're instanced. Um, the instance ones are when you go in with your group, it's only you guys in there. It's like a, a whole new reset instance. Usually uh, they use those for major storytelling events. So having it as like a public dungeon wouldn't work very well at all because the story would kind of – you would miss a lot of the story. So instance, instance groups – usually instance dungeons are much more difficult than public dungeons. Public dungeons, anyone can show up and join you inside of them, and it's kind of a race who gets the loot at the end, you know? Uh-huh. So that's the big difference between public and instanced. And uh, do both of these are is like one type of dungeon only in PvP or vice versa, or like are these two different types of dungeons spread across both PvP and PvE, or does it matter? I guess. Well, we do know that they did say that there is public dungeons within Cyrodiil. I don't. I kind of want to say that they did confirm that they're going to have instance dungeons inside of Cyrodiil as well, but not a hundred percent on that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read anything about that either, so we'll have to find out. Gotcha. But, yeah. And Mara, feel free to jump in at any time, okay? With questions, comments, you name it. Yeah, no problem. You're one of the boys tonight, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you never say yo again, I'll give you $3. Ah! <laughs> Make it five, you got a deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next point. All right, the next point they wanted to bring up. The roles of tank, heals, and DPS are still needed in Elder Scrolls Online, but but their open-ended skill system gives each person flexibility, and this is a quote uh, from them. For example, let's say your group's healer goes down during a boss battle. In many games, it would be impossible to recover at this point. However, you're prepared for just such a situation. You swap your two-handed sword outright in the middle of combat for a restoration staff, which activates your second hotbar, where you've cleverly slotted some healing abilities. Now, you can keep the party going. You know, guys, that actually gets rid of one of those um, questions we had, is will you have to wait to be out of combat to switch your role, or can you do it within combat to switch your weaponry? Now that you, good. Now they confirm that you can do it within combat, that changes the whole dynamic of everything. Is that mm-hmm. not normal for MMOs? No. 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 Not at all. <laughs> no. All right, then. <laughs> there is, well, normally, in a centered MMO, you pick a class, and that class normally is stuck with either one or two role-specific. And when you go down that path, you are stuck to that role. If you go 
like if you pick a uh, a warrior and you want to do a, you go down the, the the tank side of the skill tree, you are a tank. That's all you do. You don't do damage. You sit there and you take hits. There's no switching unless you go and out to town and respec, redo your gear, and then go back. Sounds Dude, like a game. yeah. There's no yeah. real way to switch, and then some of them like will allow you to have um, like rift will allow you to have different excuse me different uh, roles that you can save that you can switch between, but you can only do it outside of combat. Mm-hmm. Again, it's also gear based. It switch out your gear and your rotations, and it's a nightmare and a half. Which is another thing you can't do in combat. Right. Yes. <laughs> all right, so, so does this question mean that all the dungeon will be designed for these three roles, and if you don't have one, it'll be very hard to do them? That's um, <clears throat> that. I can tell you right now that it's not going to be anything in this game is going to be cut and dry. Everything nothing. in this game is going to be you need to build for the event at hand. Because sometimes, I'm sure you're going to need people who can withstand a lot of hits, and sometimes multiple people that can withstand a lot of hits. Sometimes you're going to need multiple healers. Sometimes you're going to just want to do, do a full DPS rush. It really matters the instance, what's going on in battle for what you're going to have to build for. And I like that they're giving you the flexibility to be mid-battle, oh crap, this isn't working, let's switch to a different setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's going to be yeah. very situational then. Yeah. Very, very situational. Right. Usually, I love the fact that Dave brought that up too. Uh, the key word here is flexibility. Yes. You know, That's... everyone's been so, I guess, pigeonholed or so compartmentalized for the past 10 plus years of MMOs that all they see themselves as a tank. All they see themselves as GPS or healer. Well, you know, now you have to be able to, you know, you've got to be able to do all three in a pinch if need be. You know, you can't just say, I'm just a healer. That's all I do is heal. Well, no, we need your DPS. <laughs> we need your help. This, in general, just kind of like throws out the whole stigmata of, you know, well, hybrid specs are kind of nothing, and we have to be a pure tank or a pure DPS to be anything viable. You, if you do anything else, you're going to stink. That's not how this is going to work to me. Like, for instance, when I think of like how I want to build my Dragon Knight, for instance, I'm going to build him as a melee DPS powerhouse when I'm leveling up, sure, but I'm also going to build him towards tank. But also, when I hit 50, I want to go back and I want to level up my healing staff. Giggity. So I can have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Giggity. That way I can have every single roll at my fingertips and I can help out my guys whenever I want. Giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Any other comments, guys? Shank, have anything on that? Uh, no, I, I have a question for all of you guys at the end. I'm very curious to hear your answer, but uh, right. let's get through this first before I The one thing ask. that we, uh, really quick I want to mention is that early on, they were saying they wanted to break the Holy Trinity. Looks like that's not really the case, but the good thing is, is that it's a flexible Holy Trinity. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to have those people who are more defensive than healer. Uh, it's going to be there, kind of. But it's not going to be your straight tank mm-hmm. or your straight healer. So, yeah, it very much is six of one, half a dozen of the other. I hate to bring this up still, but, man, I can just see this. Me and Shank <laughs> and Lou and Dave, all in a group, going in there. You know, obviously, Varwin will be the tank. That's what he does. I'll be DPSing. Who knows? Maybe we'll throw a healing staff on, or on, on Shank because he's a noob. But either way... Like, if we get in a bad situation, I can switch out to a shield immediately, take some extra damage. Dave can switch over to healing staff to help Shank out while Lou sits back and pew-pews. 
and vice versa. And we can keep on switching those roles out depending on the situation. That can make some very, very entertaining fights. That's another thing that brought up in the chat room. If you're a DPS and heals die, you'll be able to say, oh crap, our healer just went down. Let me throw on my healing staff and I'll pick up the healing. Yeah. You definitely can can fight intuitively. Like, if you need something, you can change to that role. That gets rid of that whole um, MMO... MMO... Um, mindset where oh <laughs> our healer's dead we're done everybody wipe it yeah i remember yeah. doing that we've done or, that a lot me and joe yeah when we used to raid we it would be like one person critical to the fight was dead we may have 24 other people there it doesn't matter because the one person that was there doing the healing or doing the tanking is dead we were all going to be dead i was the main tank in our raid group and if i died we just called it it's like okay everybody die let's try it again that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. If you have some smart players that think on their feet, it's going to change the dynamic of the game. All That's right. Awesome. Next point, Mr. Lou. Okay, our next point. <clears throat> DPS can mitigate damage similar to a tank. Block, interrupts, dodging as they do damage. Hmm. This sounds like another one of those blurring of the lines. It really of. does. Uh, do tell. Um, well, because like... You guys keep mentioning the Holy Trinity, Tank, Healer, DPS, but, you know, the flexibility for each of those roles to reach out to another one of the other two roles, and that that's this bullet point sounds very similar to that, that, you know, the DPS can, you know, do stuff similar to a tank, which doesn't sound so locked in from all the previous MMOs that you guys have uh, told me about with the, the rigidity of the tank healer DPS trinity. Exactly. If you remember, um, Lou and Dave, when we played the game, it was everyone had the ability to do this, and you were encouraged to constantly block, interrupt, yeah. and dodge at all times. Even uh, as a spellcaster, when I was at PAX playing as the sorcerer, I was able to interrupt my enemy even while I was using a staff. Mm-hmm. So everybody can do this. It isn't just a, you know, sword and board situation. Everyone can do this. I can see people getting so good at that this that they're practically, you know, a fourth class. I'm an interrupter. <laughs> I'm a ninja. <laughs> and, and the great thing that this introduces, as I mentioned before, you know, Zoss is giving every player these tools. You know, it's, it's saying, hey, you know what? You can do all this stuff. Oh, you have all these abilities. It's up to you to use them effectively, you know, to beat the content. And as Joe mentioned before, yeah, it's going to have, you're going to have a lot of smart players thinking, you know what? I've got this arsenal at my fingertips. Let me see what I can do with it. And you know, you know what? Uh, sorry, Lou. No, no, go, go, go ahead. And I mean, the other thing is, it, it sounds like, you know, just reading these bullet points and listening to uh, what they're talking about. A lot of this, I mean, you, I, I, I am I am an Elder Scrolls veteran. I have never played an MMO. All the things that they're talking about here sound like you can do them. Like, I mean, everything here I can do already in an Elder Scrolls game. So that sort of, I don't want to overuse the word, but that sort of flexibility, it seems like they're translating it pretty well into this sort of system, in this instant dungeon system. you got a good point there, Shank. I mean, you look at the Elder Scrolls veterans, and they're like, yeah, okay, this is the same old thing I'm used to. Great. The MMO veterans are like, <gasps> what? No, that, no that's, that's exactly my... I'm not kidding. Like, you hit the nail on the head. That is, that's exactly my reaction right now. I'm like, well, okay, I can do this already in Skyrim. 
But apparently this is a huge deal for the MMO guys. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a big deal in the MMO environment. That's All awesome. Right. just here like, what's wrong with you people? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's par for the course. What's wrong with you nutheads? <laughs> okay, yeah, we're talking Elder Scrolls here. Duh. All right. <laughs> next point, Lou. All right. The next point they wanted to bring up. Single target DPS seems to be a focus. Uh, it seems to be a favorite tactic uh, for the devs. For example, and this is a quote from them, focusing on one enemy at a time is helpful. Coordinate with your group and try to damage the same enemy, then move on to another. The longer the fight goes on, the more danger your party is in of running out of magicka and stamina. Yeah, I, I just want to say that I've been raiding for so long, you should never take advice like this as, you know end-all be-all, because okay. there's always going to be that situation where you have to DPS down two things at once, or you're in a situation where something's weird and you don't want to DPS down something ridiculously fast. There's so many types of enemies that I encountered at PAX that I can imagine this in an open dungeon, but I imagine that just because they say this, there's going to be boss fights that are going to break this this statement right here. Yeah, right. <clears throat> even playing some of the basic groups of mobs, you s- <laughs> I remember playing a group, and as they were charging me, they were like, protect the healer. I, s- I had to look around for that healer, and I had to change my tactic really quick <laughs> and take him mm-hmm. out while trying to fend off and dodge the other melee that were coming at me. One of the things about MMOs, guys, is that when you're doing major boss fights, the tactics are pretty normally cut and dry. It's usually, okay, what target do you fight first? And how do you fight it? Do you stand? What what poop do they put on the ground that you have to avoid? Uh, that's that's typical. <clears throat> I'm hoping very much so that the boss fights in Elder Scrolls Online require a lot more than that, a lot more thought, a lot more strategy, even strategy that changes up. I know that we've had a um, a while back there was an Ask Us Anything I believe where they said that the boss fights do their do abilities randomly or based mm-hmm. on the situation. <clears throat> I want to be on my toes at all times. Oh, yeah. I want to leave that fight not like, okay, we finally ground ground through it. We finally memorized everything and got through it. I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, that was so awesome. I can't believe we survived. (laughs) One thing I'm a little bit disappointed is I'm not seeing an option here to just peace. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't, no. No, 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 Shank. You're gonna fight and die like a man. <laughs> I don't wanna. <laughs> but so I, just, I just want to reinforce Dave's point. I, I think this is a good tip that I, I guess the Zoss developers want to uh, give to new players who haven't tried MMOs before. That uh, this is a helpful tip, though. Yeah, it does help to focus everyone on one target. Then move on to the next. Move on to the next. But as Dave mentioned before, as well. You know, every every fight's going to be situational. You're going to have multiple fights where maybe you do have to take on two or three targets at a time because, holy crap, the amount of damage they're putting out or what they can do together if they you know if they synergize, you know, would be ungodly to you. Yeah. So you've got to stop them all at the same time. I mean, great tip, but again, be flexible just in case. You know what? You know what the best way to put this is is know how much you can take bite off and chew. Mm-hmm. Because I know that when, when we were at PAX, we walked right out of the main town, there were wolves, like dogs. And if you pick a fight with one, yeah, you can take it. If you pick a fight with, like, two or three, they're going to kick your butt. 
You become so, dog chow. Exactly. So yes, you should focus on one at a time unless you know what you're doing in a situation that you know requires you to do something else. Well, that's when the whole AOE situation comes into play. Yeah. Uh, and crowd control. Mechanics. Mechanics. Mechanics, mechanics of an MMO. They are <laughs> wondrous. <clears throat> All right. Our next point. All right. The next point. Each party member can have some healing ability in their build and should. Shank. Peace. Again, that's something that you don't find in MMOs. Wait, so you don't have, like, healing potions on you? Well, yeah, that's not, that's not exactly what they're talking about, it's just healing of potions, but healing, healing abilities. Things that you can cast, whether it be on yourself or someone else, in order to heal. Oh, like healing hands or something like that? Yeah. Right. So if you have everybody in the group that's able to do some kind of heal, that can save your butt so, so quickly, so easily, and, you know, put a lot of pressure off the main, your, your, your primary healer. And in an essence, even, this also tells me that you don't have to have an individual healer if you don't have like someone that's high enough in, for instance, healing staff. But if everyone has enough healing abilities, there's a chance, maybe, that if they're smart, they could survive the entire dungeon without dying too often. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> I, I like this, what they've done here. It's telling other players, hey... Again, another incentive to not uh, strictly define yourself as one role. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it's it's you know it's giving players the nudge. Hey, you know you can do it if you want. I mean, you don't have to, but again, we just gave you the tools to help. I guess make your group experience better because hey, if everyone can heal, then that takes the pressure off your so-called you know designated healer. Because who knows? Maybe you have to have a fight where everyone has to heal themselves. Mm, yeah, you know, because oh, the be healer crazy. can't do it all. Yeah, everyone's got to be able. No, you got to heal yourself, man. I can't do it. The fight's too intensive, too magic intensive, too stamina intensive. Everyone's on their own for the next two minutes. You know, I imagine a fight like that. I, you know, I, I would welcome those kind of fights. Yeah, that'd be fun. And also, a thing I think that's going to really this kind of system where it's not set to you know, where the the flexibility of this system. Can you imagine instead of having to sit there and shouting out looking for tank for two hours saying looking for a new party member? <laughs> oh, God. For, you know, 30 seconds. And expect them to be able to fill at least two of those three roles. And once you get your party together, you're like, okay, so where's everybody at with the different roles? And we'll go. Yeah, that would make group so much easier. And more exciting because you think about it, with the, the amount of flexibility you have with your your character and your class, well, your class basically, and, and what you can do. Every group makeup is going to be different, unless of course you're like us and you know, you stick with the same four the entire way through. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else on on that, guys? Nope. Not All me. right. I think there's no. Thanks, Jake. And uh, we're moving on. <laughs> alright here's the next point the tank won't be able to hold aggro on all mobs I'll say that again the tank won't be able to hold aggro on all mobs this is intended everyone will be taking damage learn to build survivability into your spec blocking, dodging, stunning interrupting and crowd controlling will be very important for healers 
DPS to stay alive. I, have a I, I like that here. little、um, typo right there. Sorry, Shank. Crow <laughs> controlling. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks, Ivarwin. <laughs> um, my question is, what like what won't be able to hold aggro and all? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Um, the tank tries to piss off one of the the opponents. I'm pretty good the at opponent, that. The opponent goes, "Hey, bro, you pissed me off." Runs to the tank. That tank has aggro on that opponent.、Mm-hmm. It has aggression、um, towards him. If there's a bunch of them, the the tank in this game is not meant to pick up all of the opponents on the field. Is what they're saying. There are going to be instances, in, intended instances, where the DPS, the healers, are the targets of enemies that may not be the direct. Person that you're fighting at that very moment. You mean they you, might show intelligence and actually go for the healer? Yeah. So、uh. the healer may have to throw up a stun on something that's coming at him, or root it to the ground, or something, or to try to, to keep their butts alive. Okay, dude. So that okay. Wow. So like different monsters will have different motivations. It looks like. Yeah.、And、like, dude. <laughs> So hopefully they won't like. Okay, so maybe like they won't run after the、okay. the florist、Shank? who's trying to pick flowers. I'll give you five dollars if you stop saying dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually have someone in the chat room who's saying shock horror. They're terrified at this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great a great mechanic they introduced in the game because. Yeah, as Dave and Joe just explained to you, Shank. You know the tanks there to be the meat shield. All right, they're there to piss off all the targets, and everyone beats up on them. And normally, the heals and DPS can do their jobs essentially with impunity. Okay, this allows everyone now to say, "Hey, you know what? Because the mobs don't have a, I guess, a an aggro table or an aggression table towards the characters or towards one character, meaning everyone can be a target at any time during a fight." Okay, and since there's no defined role for tank heal DPS, meaning you may you're gonna have to learn, you know, to take the hits, whether you're DPS or heals. Okay, you can't just say tank take him off me. Well, you know what, I can't, because that's the way the monster's designed. Yep. So you know you gotta save your own butt for like the next minute or two till the tank or the so-called tank you know can get them off of you or again that that monster's aggression table changes to Dave, you know, or to me. Or do you have Arwen? So, like, I won't be able to just let Serana run blindly in front of me、uh, and no. just. <laughs> Although I wish you could. <laughs> I mean, you can call that. So you can call Lou that if you want, but I don't appreciate it. <laughs> All right, our next point, sir. All right, tanks need to get used to the idea that everyone will be getting attacked, and they won't be able to hold everyone's aggro. Yeah, they were just on the way back. That's、yeah. what we just said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Worst and last point. All right. Next point. <laughs>、uh, this is a quote from Zoss. Another goal we have for combat ESO is that we want to push you away from staring at the UI. Instead, <laughs> yes. Round of applause. Instead, engaging you in the game world through enemy animations, visual effects, and telegraphs to show you where danger is in the world. I love this statement. <laughs> It. <laughs> That's uh, that is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. 
And I've said it to, I don't know who else, but definitely the internet, that like one of the reasons that MMOs sort of, like I guess traditional MMOs discourage me is because of the, the UI. But something like this, you know, we want you to push you away from staring at the UI and look at like look at your actual uh, your target, not your you know your cooldown or whatever. That I mean, that makes me really happy because that's how I you know regularly play an Elder Scrolls game. And if if they're doing this and like making you focus on okay, this dude is like rearing up to attack. Okay, maybe I should block him instead of you know looking at something else. That this is cool, man. I'm really liking that. I don't think I've ever seen a raid boss. I, I don't think I've ever seen a raid boss. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. I've seen pictures of them. <laughs> I, really I hear pissed. that there are actual models for them, but I don't think I've ever seen a raid boss while I was raiding. Yeah, I was trying to think, that, think about that a little while ago, actually, Dave. The same thing. Like, I was the main tank. My job was, you know, to get that uh, hate towards me all the time, and I still don't remember what half of them look like. Right, stand in the red circle, do your rotation. And even worse, I don't remember what the scenery looks like. There's scenery? Yeah. What? (laughs) Totally. Yeah, this uh, this point here is what definitely sold me on the game, because whenever I've tried to play other MMOs, it's just about, like, the numbers. And to me, in this whole game, you have to really sink into the character, because I'm an RPer, and you have to put yourself in their shoes. And how can you do that when... You know, you don't know what your character's seeing. You know, it's just these little numbers on a screen. And it's not someone else there with you attacking you. If that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. Yeah. It just helps with immersion, I suppose. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Ah, <laughs> oh, well said. And our next point, Lou. All right. All enemies in a room are aware of each other. When one is attacked, they all get ready. Spread out and choose a player to attack. Usually, the player closest to it. Isn't this what they called a pack mentality in the article? So, what I get from this is, if you're the person furthest away, you're less likely to be attacked. No, Shank, we're pushing you up to the front. No, I don't wanna. <laughs> so uh, we, we can block you from piecing out. <laughs> so, what they're what they're saying here is, if if someone runs in and. Uh, Leroy Jenkins, Leroy's gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And then turn to his friends for allowing an idiot in the group. Yep. <laughs> I like this. I-, I really like this point because now you have mobs that are all linked to each other. None of this, yeah, I know there are 10 mobs in a room, yet somehow I kill one and then I don't see me killing their friend <laughs> and do nothing about it. Like, in plain sight, I'm killing your friend. Oh, okay, no one's coming. That's cool. Next. Cool. <laughs> on to the next guy. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the MMO to have really smart AI that really plays off of seeing what we do and counteracting that. Um, we hoping... have a quick question from chat from someone named Mistress LeBeau. Uh, do, oh, God. No, I don't um, know about that. Says, Can we make other players our pets? If so, I call dibs on Shank. Uh, um, that's Liz... girl fight between you and Crispy? Yeah. Uh, um, okay, moving on. Next point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next point. (laughs) Taunts are in the game. Not attacking back can lower threat. Oh, cool. Eh, I'm not too sure. So Shank's safe? Yeah, I'm pretty (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) That just goes way too much towards 
classic MMO for my taste. I'm I'm personally not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I can see where they want to go with this, but to your point, Joe, yeah, um, if they really wanted to get away from the the, the Trinity, then they really should not have brought in, I guess, a specific ability like that. Yeah, exactly. It it takes that blurred line that we were all excited about and kind of makes it more clear. I I'm not a fan. I mean, seriously, you're gonna you're gonna tell a spider to kick your butt and it's really going to come attack you? I can see where this is a something that would not... This is something that defines a tank. Every tank in every other MMO has this. But, putting this in the hands of every character, not just tanks, putting a taunt in the hands of a DPS and a healer, that could save the day. It could. You're right. And it also could cause a lot of oops moments. Now, what does it mean by taunts, though? Does it mean, like, just trash-talking, or what? (laughs) Generally, that's what a taunt is based off of. It's like an ability... I'm sorry, Dave. It's okay, go ahead. It's an ability that that creates a massive amount of threat immediately. And sometimes it's some kind of, like, okay, I I shout at you some obscenities, and you come attack me. So it's not like you do more damage all of a sudden, so they're attracted to you? Because that would make sense to me. Oh, okay. See, that, see, act- see that. that instance um, where you do a lot of damage and they come attack you is why Joe almost kicked me out of uh, the Lich King fight. <laughs> <laughs> he was the tank, I was the, the mage, and uh, I was pulling some numbers that Joe would be like, David, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't keep him off of him. So, yeah, we, we had a few. I had to go slow at the beginning and then ramp up. It was fun. Anyway, but yeah, it, um... You have to think of threat almost like a a filling a glass of water. And then the next person comes along, sets a glass down, starts filling it up too. But if they fill it up faster, the enemy's going to go to whichever glass is the most full. What if what if you like hide in the back behind your friends? Behind well, then flowers. the enemy's probably going to look at you and be like, that guy's very, very much on my threat meter because... Yeah. <laughs> He looks like a wuss. I bet I could take him out quick. That kind of goes to back to the um, the, the predator or prey scenario, where yeah. usually the predator goes after the weakest and more sickly of the group for the easier kill. You know, That'd be old, ironic. Could you imagine walking through a dungeon and just seeing like a troll swoop out of nowhere and just tank take Shank out? <laughs> just like it waits for the rest of us to walk past, and then all you hear is. <laughs> in this dungeon, the elusive troll going after the weakest antelope. Oh, and there goes Shank. He's gone. <laughs> such a tragedy. Such a tragedy. Right for the jugular. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see, wh- again, what you guys are saying about this, but my, my one of the concerns I have about this point they're bringing up is that because you know now everyone's going to have these tools, you're, you're going to have you know those players who are going to specifically build themselves to that point, okay? And you're going to have those those players, those guilds, those teams that are going to want you to be a specific build. Saying, hey, you know what? We want you to have these abilities locked in because you're going to be our tank. Even though Zoss is saying we don't have a tank role, you know, we're, we're going to need you to have all this lined up because you're going to play. Our, you know, you're our definitive tank. You well, know, honestly, it's going to be their work around it. Their work around. Lou, with this little um, publication they did, it's kind of like saying, okay, yeah, there are tanks in the game now. Yeah. 
It's like, like I said, I write the second point, you know, the roles of tank, heals, and DPS. It's disappointing, but understandable to an extent. I, I still see it, though, as, as still that that line is still very blurred. And the I think the ability to switch out between roles in mid-combat it kind of uh, redeems itself a little bit in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Again, because, you know, the monsters don't have that aggression table per se, everyone's going to have to have all those abilities somewhere on their mm-hmm. you know, on their bars. The heals, the DPS, and the taunting abilities just because, you know, hey, you know what? The tank's not getting, your so-called tank isn't getting it. So one of you's got to pick it up. <laughs> well, I'm sure. You're going to have, uh, I'm going to call it right now that a good party is probably going to have a main tank, a main healer, and then one of the DPS is going to be the backup tank, and one of the DPS is going to be the backup healer at the ready right then. I don't know, Dave. I kind of think that the best group you're going to get is everyone that does all three. You know what? I I believe you may be right. (laughs) (laughs) I think the key to all this is going to be just communication. Everyone's got to be able to talk to each other. Hey, look, what have you got in terms of these skills? Just, you know... wait. We gotta talk to each other in this? Yeah, I know. It sucks. (laughs) I'm out. I talk to you guys enough every week. (laughs) (laughs) We've got one more little quick point, guys, and we'll wrap this this little questionnaire up. All right, and this is the uh, last point I wanted to bring up, and this is a quote from them. Uh, Different enemy types choose targets differently. For example, a ranged enemy is more likely to target a ranged player than a melee enemy is. Dun dun dun! More AI Shank. goodness. Oh, Shanks screwed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, 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 I have not seen any any uh, articles or anything talking about enemies that like to pick flowers. So I'm okay. What about like beetles? Well, dude, if we're in an instance that has a ton of bees, you're screwed. That's, oh, that's true. <laughs> Stop going after our flowers. <laughs> there should be. Like, if you're so into being an herbalist, like, picking flowers constantly, you should absolutely, every occasionally, have, like, a bear come after you <laughs> looking for honey. Or something crazy like that. <laughs> that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mara, do you have any uh, thoughts on all this? Uh, nothing except for this is exactly what I look for in an Elder Scrolls game, so I'm glad they included all of it. Fair enough. Guys. Dude. Dudes. Dudette. I haven't um, got my money yet, Shank. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email in from Dylan P. He says, I just watched episode 61 video episode for the first time. You guys are awesome! Um, I should have had that queued. What the heck? I'm Failing. That is awesome! I've seen Joe and Ivarwin before, but Dave and Lou? Lou makes me laugh and Dave is crazy. Hope I get to see Liz and Shank on camera someday. Dylan, I would love to see Liz on camera too. She's kind of camera shy. Dave is crazy. If you want to see Shank on camera, go check out um, Totally Heroes. Yes, sir. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Can we... Dave is crazy? Really? I don't really disagree with that. I don't either. I don't want Shank here anymore. I'm with Shank on this one. Sorry. (laughs) All right. We got another email in from Michael D. Shank, this one's all you. (sighs) Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, Mike D. Scroll. Scroll down. There we go. 
Hey everyone, on my recent playthrough of Skyrim, I did the quest for Runel of Falkreath when you have to go to some random dungeons and find his conjuration book. The dungeon that I had to go to was named Bloated Man's Grotto, located in the southwestern corner of the Whiterun Plains. While in this dungeon, I came upon a weapon that I have never seen or heard in the year and a half Skyrim has been out. This weapon was a one-handed sword called Bola's Oathblade. In the middle of Bloated Man's Grotto, there is a large shrine of Talos, and the blade is sitting at the foot of the statue. In front of the sword is Bola's writ, which details the last accounts of Bola's life. Upon reading the writ, you find that Bola is a blade, and he is seeking refuge from the Aldmeri Dominion. At this stage of my character's progression, I do not use the sword, but I still found its story to be fascinating. Finding the sword reminded me why I love the Elder Scrolls series, and I hope that Zoss implements little things like this that add immersion to the player. Enough rambling on my part. Thanks for reading and love the show. Michael D. Something that I can't really pronounce in the chat. <laughs> and oddly enough, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. It's one of the cool little uh, sort of hidden gems in Skyrim that uh, if you go exploring, you will find it, but... You know, it's very, very easy to miss if you don't go finding some, uh, if you don't want to go explore. But yeah, this is a really cool little uh, tidbit of information. So everyone in the chat room who hasn't found this, go do it because it's really cool. Why is it that you do a weird voice and I'm the one who's called crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it wasn't me, though. It was Janine. Okay, no. What? What? <laughs> I didn't hear a single boobola in there. I don't. I'm not convinced. <laughs> Forget Bates Motel, Shanks Motel. Now I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's pretty cool. And we have a dev question of the week. So let's uh, get into this and see what we got. What kind of gem they gave us this week? Jesus, can you see that dude's face on this? Yeah, I think it's awesome. Hello, my name is Justin Emanizer, and I'm a senior QA tester here at Cinemax Online Studios, and I have the next developer question of the week. In The Elder Scrolls Online, you have lots of options when creating your character. What's the most important part of character creation for you? Because for me, that's facial hair. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> that person. That- <laughs> before, before we answer this, I just want to say that his facial hair is magnanimous ridiculous. Okay, I meant magnificent, but still, it's also magnanimous <laughs> for allowing you to look at it. You can definitely He's tell- so manly, I've grown hair on my chest just from looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing him speak, I want a piece of bacon. <laughs> no, no, a steak. <laughs> you know, uh, you can tell he's, he's definitely a, a QA tester because he's got multiple bags underneath his eyes. Yeah, he hasn't slept in two months. I was just gonna say, I was like, dude, that guy looks like he hasn't slept. <laughs> All right. So the question is: is what is the most important aspect of character creation for us? Um, before I go to the obvious, I'm gonna go to Mara. What is what is that? What would that be for you? Uh, probably hairstyles, because that's the first thing I see when I look at someone, and I think it's really definitive of the character. So, was more not hair, expecting that. Really? <laughs> I really don't want to know what you were expecting, but... Not that. I don't know what I would be expecting, but okay. Hair? Fair enough. 
Dave? Uh, whether or not I get to be a Bosmer. What? I, I, want, I gotta be one... My, I like to go, do the backgrounds of the different races. I like to have a, a good and, and healthy background to the race of my character that I pick. I don't like to just... I play Argonian because it's a. It looks like a lizard. No, no. I don't do that. I want to actually have a good, healthy background to my character before I even walk into it. Oh, so like a biography? Yeah. Well, or at least know where its roots come from, or a jungle and behind him. When I say roots, again, I don't mean an Argonian, where the only roots to an Argonian is the tree it sucked sap out of. Mm-hmm. Argonian haters. Just lizards like like lizards. Argonians are terrible. What about you, Shank? This is going to surprise everybody, but it's I actually uh, the eyes. Actually, I spend a lot of time uh, messing with the eyes. I was expecting you to say something like the walking shoes. No, that's nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I spend a good deal of time every time I make a character on the eyes to get them just right, especially for the type of cre- uh, character that I'm creating. So like, if I want to have a more like melee sort of offensive aggressive character I'm, i want like a different you know i i want i want my character like dave said to kind of like i guess reflect the 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 story that i've created for myself so that's and i think the, i believe the eyes play a lot of a big role in that <coughs> poser yeah a little bit calls you a poser i love you shake don't don't hit me baby lou what about you <laughs> I get a lot better. Okay, I'm good. Um, well, uh, I noticed in the chat room, uh, Riafio. I'm with him. He says choice. Uh, the important, the important things for me for character creation are options, and I mean lots of options, not just the standard, out. you know, oh. like three or four body styles, three or four hairstyles. I oh god, no. You know, as as we saw in uh, our demo we played in Pax East. Okay. The mm-hmm. fact that they gave you multiple options, plus the slider options as well. The Badonka slider! Yes, the posterior slider, the waist slider. You know, the, the, I guess the whether or not you want your body to be like skinny, athletic, you know, portly, voluptuous, you have that ability. Um, and another thing I also want to go into is uh, the racials. Okay, I've played other MMOs where if you chose a different race, Guess what? You had different physical features to choose from as well that were totally distinct from whether you were human, whether you were high elf, dark elf, dwarf, halfling, whatever. You had specific uh, looks, traits, features that were unique that made you look like, yeah, you're a dwarf. You know, that hairstyle or those hairstyles are only for dwarven females. You know, those hairstyles are only for elf females. You know, that sort of thing. That's what I look for in character creation. And to answer Liz's question... Apache Sky Hair Nexus. Yes, yes, thank you. Apache <laughs> Sky Hair. I agree with the choice thing, but I don't like it when they include like ridiculous like hair colors and stuff. Does anyone like when you see a character walking around with like bright purple hair? Oh, I yeah. know. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. like that. I don't judge you. <laughs> <laughs> don't you judge me? But that's never been in Elder Scrolls, though. Maybe like Final Fantasy. You know yeah. what it is for me, guys? It's simple. It's the name. I had a feeling, yeah, you, uh, I had a feeling you were either going to say race or name. But it that? makes sense, man. 
Well, the name defines the character. I mean, I'm, I'm a writer, a fantasy writer, so every time I think about a character and, and how I'm going to build them, I always think of the name first, and I kind of build it around that. Naming, to me, is, is very, very important. So, there you go. It's going to be Widget. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to all my female characters being named Do. I completely right. <laughs> agree because there's nothing worse than going into a dungeon seeing a max level beast slayer maximum everything decked out in the best gear ever and his name is Cuddle Farts. <laughs> <laughs> or Big Poopy Butt. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Big Poopy Butt, you want to go pick that guy up over there? That ruins it. Well, then again, we had that one dude in the, in the tour for a while who was just a beast and like through everything and his name was Wuggles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was that was crazy. Yeah, that's immersive. <laughs> he like came on to vent his he had the deepest, manliest voice ever. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> hey Wuggles, you wanna go do that for me? Sure thing, Widget. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, good times, good times. All right, guys, we got another email that came in to us from Roscoe. Dave, this is all you, man. I see it. Okay, Roscoe says, hey, guys. Hey, Roscoe. Say it. Say it. Hi, Roscoe. Hey, Roscoe. Roscoe. Jesus, you are taking forever. All right, (laughs) I'm a big fan of the podcast. I love the voice acting. I have a question that has been driving me nuts. How does Dodge work in ESO? Can you describe how it worked in the builds you guys got to play? Was dodge speed fast enough to evade normal attacks? Fast enough to evade power attacks? A positional tool? Did you notice a change in dodging with light, heavier armor? How about extra stamina consumption? Thanks for taking the time to read, Roscoe. Um, Give me another 80 hours in game and I'll be able to answer that question for you. Um, actually, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm right there with you. Uh, dodging is actually, from what I played, was very easy to dodge power attacks. Once you got the Q to it, it was easy. Now, dodging, say, like uh, regular normal speed attacks, not so much. A lot of those times I just kind of had to sit there and take it, because they didn't really do that much anyway. It was a lot about, okay, how do I get around the uh, the power attack? And you know what? I think if you, maybe, if you play with the environment, it could be a positional tool. I don't know enough yet, and definitely I don't know about light heavy armor. I, I believe there was mentioned somewhere that light armor takes less stamina to dodge than heavier does. I don't know for sure though. Yeah, it depend. You get bonuses off the different types of armors, light, medium, and heavy. Uh, it really matters on how you want to do your character. But um, your character has natural dodge where it will, you know, make the opponent miss. There's that, but there's also, like Joe described, physically dodging the attack. Mm-hmm. You can roll, you can jump out of the way, kind of. You can, uh, uh, sometimes an enemy will show that he's doing about to execute like an AOE, like an area of effect, and it'll glow around him uh, to indicate how far his, his weapons will reach. And all you got to do is dot, roll to get out of the way or just get walk saunter out of that circle and you'll be good you know something uh, Dave? i'm sorry i just re- i remember something I, I you know that how those uh roguelike guys would sh- like sharpen their swords yep and the then spinning aoe that's exactly what i'm describing yeah but i noticed that one thing when you got later on that 
area effect cue on the ground didn't exist anymore. All you had was oh, the really? sharpening of the knives. Huh. So it's kind of like a training course early on that you got that visual cue, and after that, you had to know. Well, there you go. Uh, different ones will do different things, just like Joe's saying. It, it really matters as to uh, uh, what they're going to do as to how you get away from their attack. By running away screaming. But yeah, there's, there's absolutely um, going to be different things you could put points in, especially in your armor specifically, uh, that'll give you bonuses towards stamina to physically block or interrupt. Um, I'm, I can't remember right, but I think it was medium. Well, it was medium, right? That, that gave you bonuses to stamina. Mm-hmm. It's from what I saw. I mean, they could easily yeah. change that up. Okay. I, it, I mean, it, between now and then, who knows? But, uh, I know that there was the, the light armor gave you mana. Uh, the heavy armor gave you bonus to how much you block or something crazy. I think medium was, was how much stamina you regain. You so know, yeah, you know. Also, it, it would make perfect sense if you want that immersion factor. Make heavier armor take a lot more stamina dodge. You're in heavy freaking armor. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could see the cost based on the armor being reasonable. Any other thoughts, yeah. guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say you know from what we were able to see, uh, from what we were allowed to play uh, during packs, at least. Well, you know, dodge works pretty effectively, and as you guys mentioned before. You know, the enemies, Roll Roscoe, the enemies will give you some sort of, uh, I guess, visual, uh, audio uh, type of clue to tell you, hey, you know what? You might want to do something, you know, like dodge, okay? And from what I was able to play, yeah, it worked pretty nicely. I mean, yeah, it it all comes down to timing, too. So if you have bad reflexes, oops. (laughs) But, yeah, the mechanic is there for you to dodge. Um, And I think there were some fights... Gosh, remember when Dave and I teamed up? Yeah, where we did use it as a positional tool. Yeah. Where we moved yeah. away, we moved the mobs away from different areas so we could actually, you know, we simply dodged to a, a, a certain area to get away from something else, to get away from a pack, or to put the, the, our target in a really bad spot to where Dave right. and I had the advantage to fry it. <laughs> where that, that's uh, the term that is for people who aren't MMO savvy uh, is referred to kiting. Where you move the enemy to a position where you have the the advantage on the ground. All right, guys, let's uh, get this next email. Jeez, you've already picked too many of them. <laughs> and Lou, this one's all you, man. All right, and this comes from Daryl, aka Waffles the Cunning, and he writes in, "Gentlemen and Liz, greetings." My name is Daryl, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and I'm a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army. How you doing, staff sergeant? Lou, I'm a pogue. Ah, I'm a broadcast <laughs> journalist doing radio and TV for the Army in St. Augustine. I used to have to drive six hours one way to drill every month, and your show has kept me sane. I still listen my way to and from work every day and sit in my garage after work and enjoy a beer and some ESOTR. Let's go off the record. I'm currently <laughs> on episode 52. Marwin was my first Elder Scrolls experience, and I've been in love ever since. My unit is deploying next year, and I look forward to the Elder Scrolls Online to keep me entertained and allow me to enjoy some gaming time with my friends here in the States. I am still torn as to whether I will play on PC or PS4. I will continue listening as long as you guys keep putting out great content. Enjoy your five stars and rock on! 
Sincerely, Daryl, a.k.a. Waffles Cunning. P.S. Give Liz a break. No. She has an amazing singing voice and has more than made up her exploitation. I don't know about that last part, but she does have a great singing voice. God, I've completely forgot that she's the exploitress. What an exploitress. (laughs) Thanks for reminding us, Daryl. Thank you. I completely forgot about that. Liz comes on like two episodes and suddenly she's a part of staff. (laughs) (laughs) We love Liz. And we love tormenting her. Um, As for PC and PS4, man, that's completely up to you and what you want to do. I say neither, or I have no opinion either way on that one. Yeah, I say whatever is easiest for you to get on and play. If you're deploying, hey, if you have whichever is easiest for you to use. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. As long as you get to play your time in, that's all that counts. And Mara, we usually have our guests read at least one email as a breaking in period. So you got the last one from Armand. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Hello, OTR crew. Recently, you have been talking about what ESO needs to do to be successful. I have a few ideas. ESO will be my third Elder Scrolls game and my second MMO. The game has to appeal to the Elder Scrolls fans first. Duh. But the first six months or so of content releases need to be MMO-based. In this, I mean endgame content, grouping support, PvP, etc. This will ensure that the addictive MMO group stays with the game while already having the Elder Scrolls fans happy with the base game. I would love, love to hear your thoughts in the air. You guys totally rule. Your undying fan, Armand. <laughs> undying Vampire, fan. apparently. I see what you did there, Undying. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. However, you know, I gotta say one thing. I think he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that I want to play this game like Lou. And if you've ever heard Lou talk about how he plays uh, any Elder Scrolls game, he plays it for like 20 levels, puts it down, picks up a new character. Until <laughs> his your latest character, I'm, I'm actually surprised about that one. Um, but honestly I want to fall in love with ESO to the point where I play through something and I'm like damn I gotta go back through that differently I want to have that feeling and and I but I also am the person who will rush up to the end just to get to the end content I like the best of both worlds I want my cake and I want to eat it too but I know that the writing, the story, if it's engaging, I'll go through it multiple times. I did with, with SWOTOR until I got to the point where I had max of every class that I could and just, pfft, it died for me. I, I want that feeling here. I mean, you guys know my answer. i got to disagree with this, but that's my Elder Scrolls person coming out. Well, if you disagree with this, you would be wrong. <laughs> now, he's the biggest thing about that, like, is the fact that the hardcores, they're going to embrace that content. They want to see in-game. For MMO player, in-game is the game. Yeah. I guess I don't, still don't understand that. You guys might have to explain that to me later. But <laughs> Yeah, some other time. <laughs> That's going to be a long like half of a show explanation there. Okay, story time, explaining end-game. Here we go. <laughs> Lou, thoughts? Yeah, I, Arma, I, I totally get your point. But again, uh, I think Zoss is, uh, I guess, they're trying to walk that line between 
you know, they are walking the line between appealing to the traditional Elder Scrolls fans and the MMO market. And you're right. Uh, you know, the MMO market, they, you're going to have those people, those players, who can rip through content like nobody's business because, one, yep. they have the time. Two, they have, you know, they're just that good. Okay, and they have the friends who have the same skill level. So yes, they can breeze through content, and they're going to want more. Otherwise, they they end up completing the game, so to speak, all right, completing it on their you know their version or what they think is the end, and saying, well, there's nothing left to do. So yeah, it'd be nice. And I think Zoss has lined up content. They're not I, if they looked at other MMOs out there now, they know they have to have content planned. You know, stage release to say, all right, the first six months, this is it base game a few months down the road we're going to release this small bit of content and then this and this uh, and that will appeal yes to the MMO market or those MMO uh, traditional MMO players but at the same time I don't want them to just push out content for the sake of having content <laughs> you know if they're going to push out content I want it to be Elder Scrolls content that has meaning okay that has connection to the lore uh, oh, yeah, it means something in the game, not just content that's <clears throat> totally incongruous with the region that it's in. It's like you're not going to have this type of quest in this area that has no bearing. And you know, you don't want. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see Aldmeri quests in the Black Marsh because that doesn't make sense. Unless, well, what are they? You know, what are they doing here? Or what's the reason for going here in the first place? I think that has to be kind of a, a given, Lou. Like when you're having a game that's this lore intensive, there's no if and but about it. That's kind of what it has to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, because then you'd be alienating the people like Shank, who are all about the lore. Ooh. You don't want to. It's a very fine line. Lose right. You don't. You got. They have to walk that line. They have to add in reasonably acceptable lore that also is added content for those people who get to the end game right off the bat. All right, <clears throat> I think we got a good conversation on that one. So we're going to get into our week in game, gentlemen. And I think Dave has the most to talk about this week, so we're going to skip him. (gasps) (laughs) 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 All right, Dave, you go. You go, boy. No, I don't want to do it. I don't care. Do it. Okay. (laughs) All right. um, I was going to just fart around on my own, but I actually got home in enough time to live stream. So I live streamed some Dawnguard for everybody. Um, so I, I originally, I started Dawnguard. I, I had already gone and talked to Isram before I decided, Hey, it's time. I'm going to throw it on the live stream. So I didn't get to show people that, but I did do something that, uh, a lot of people did not know that you could do in Dawnguard and that's, you can pick sides. You don't have to go with the vampires. You don't have to go with the Dawnguard. You can pick either or, but uh, to get more to my point, when I started Dawnguard, I was at the point where I had to go save Serana, which is a horrible decision. And I try to to tell anyone starting Dawnguard, uh, you have to do it, but it, it's it's very unfortunate that you have to save her. We should just kill her instead. God, I could, wish I could just leave her in that metal box. No, just stake her in the sun. Sorry. That, yeah, that really. I, I completely <laughs> agree. She is so annoying. Um, but 
I, I did have a good thing. Right after I saved Serana, I got into a, a small town. I can't even remember which one it was. And I had one of those dudes run up to me like, hey, 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 I got something for you. He handed me a letter to tell me that I wasn't done with Dragonborn. <laughs> so I had to go back to Dragonborn where my homie Rollis, I was paying him money to dig out this burrow. And inside of the, the burrow is a uh, dragon shout. So I got a dragon shout in there. I went down further. I found Rollis summoning a dragon priest. He was got me to fund his expedition to dig out this this crypt for him to go in and summon a dragon priest. You're fired. You spoiled it. What? <laughs> I remember if it was, I don't know, a shank or it was Lou who talked about this quest in a previous episode. And I've always wanted to try to go do it. We can never find it. You've never it. done this? No. But that's okay, oh my though. Oh, God. In, 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 all, in, all, in, in your defense here, I mean, the game has been out for a long time. Yeah. It's just my yeah, pathetic fault for not doing it. But uh, this is where you go to get the Dragon Priest that gets has the uh, the fire resist helmet. Ah, okay. The Dragon Priest's out in um, Dragonborn. There's three of them. One of them is a lightning. Other one's frost. The other one's fire. Each, one, each of their masks give a, the different element and give resistance 50% and increase damage off of that element by 50%. So this is going to be my crazy mask whenever I decide to, to level up my fireball. Um, but I did. I put down the Dragon Priest and then Rallus pops up and he pulled the old I was under a spell. I didn't know what I was doing. So I stabbed him with my my uh, sword because I don't I don't buy that. <laughs> come on, no, buy it, like, no, come on! I knew it was happening. The dragon priest was all like, "Kill them! Bring me their souls, and I will drink from their blood and give you ultimate power." <laughs> and Rollis was all like, "Sweet! I bet I could trick this dude out of ten thousand dollars at the same time." So yeah, I stabbed him. <laughs> but, th- but that's cool because I totally got like a ridiculously awesome pick off of him. It's like it's a uh, it's a named uh, ancient Nordic pickaxe. It's pretty nifty. Like it's called, I um, came to dig. Yeah, it's awesome. So I went back to Dawnguard uh, after I I'm I'm done with Dragonborn. I'm not going back there anymore. Um, I went back to Dawnguard until the next time I got dra- dragged back to Dragonborn. Now. Um, but I, I, I found some lady, like right after I got back in, in, into, uh, the Skyrim proper and the lady was all like, Oh my God, I got infected with vampirism. And I was being nice. I was being generous. I looked to the lady and I told her, okay, I will heal you. I gave her a cure, uh, disease vial. And then the chat room was all like, kill her. So I killed her too. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> wow, no peer pressure there. None. Yeah, <laughs> it was a chat room. They wanted it, so I, I was being nice. But I did. I got Serrano back to her dad, and uh, Lord Harkon is a jerk. Like straight up, he's a, just a full on jerk. I can't stand that dude so hard. I, I, he offered me his blood, and I turned it down. And we were probably ten steps away from the front door. But instead of slightly turning and pointing to the front door and saying, get out, he took the time to cast a spell to set me politely outside the front door. (laughs) (laughs) 
That, that was the most effort I've ever seen for the least amount of effort required. I hate that, dude. So I, I've decided to turn down the blood offering to become a vampire in Dawnguard. And I went back and I spoke to Isrin. And uh, in his, his deep, very white voice, he told me that there were <laughs> two people that I had to find to fight vampires. And that's where I left off, is I took the quest to go find the two people to help me on my quest to destroy the vampires. And I ended up at level 63. So, wow, dang, Dave. Yeah, I'm getting up there. <laughs> I think so you that, have the highest level character of all of us. I, I'm I'm getting up there, man. That's... That sword of Pata from the... <laughs> you remember that thing that... I, I was challenged a, we, a few weeks ago to do a mod challenge. And at the very end, they give you a crazy sword. That's that sword that I'm using. And I just keep leveling up using two-handed weapons. I, I've legendaried that thing four times over, I do believe. Two-handed weapons. So, yeah. I love the legendary update. Love it. Coolness, dude. So you're uh, rocking it out. I 63. I didn't know you were that high, man. I feel like yeah. I'm left behind. I gotta catch up. Beast mode. Yep. Uh, Shank, dude. Tell us about this epic walkabout. All right. So pretty much everyone knows I walk everywhere, and I realized on Wednesday what? that you I walk? had never. Yeah, I know. It's 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 like breaking news. Um, so you heard it here, <laughs> folks, first. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I realized I, I had never really walked to all the cities in one, like, one sitting. I was like, hmm, maybe maybe I should try this. You know, so Shanks, I live stream. What? Only you would find that entertaining. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. I can't even. <laughs> 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 So I, uh, I I called up Crispy and I was like, "Yo, you want to join for the live stream?" And she's like, "Sure, Shank, you're awesome." So we were totally live streaming, and it took me two. I started in Solitude first of all, and walked uh, basically clockwise to Morthal, Dawnstar, Winterhold, down to Whiterun, Riften, uh, you know, blah 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 blah, back to Solitude. This whole thing took me two hours and twenty eight minutes, and. It was like one of the most epic things I have ever done in this game because I don't know if you guys remember, but when Skyrim, uh, Skyrim first came out, there was a guy that walked from one end of the world to the other and it took him, I think it was like 34 or 40 minutes, something like that. And so I kind of got the idea from that, but it was so epic. It, I ran away from a lot of bears and just pieced. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I just loved it. But uh, today, I went to a Chillwind Depths, which was uh, another kind of little thing. Um, and in this cave, I found something really cool, actually, because I had never really gone in here before. And uh, it's it's just uh, if, if you're walking from um, basically south from Solitude, it's 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 a cave that's on the road. Um, you know, it's just south of uh, south of Dragonbridge. You go in there and. It was just, you know, a standard cave with spiders and spider webs and stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, this isn't that bad. But then I started seeing Falmer. And I'm like, all right, this this is this is, could get, you know, worse. And then, dude, what do I find? At, like, the last final room of this cave, I see, like, a, basically a, a patrol of uh, Falmer. 
and there's prison cells. And I was like, dude, what is going on here? One of the dudes had who's they were all lying dead by the way and i picked like i looked at one of the dudes stole his gold shamelessly and <laughs> and he 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 had a note on him and it was the weird it, this was like when i was like all right i gotta get out of here and the note was basically like yeah we we've been held up in here they took us hostage we have no idea what's going on like if you read this like you know basically just stay away i read the note and i was like okay and i just got up and ran out of the cave <laughs> with about like 15 Falmer just chasing me. So <laughs> you pieced? I completely pieced. I totally pieced <laughs> out of that cave. But uh, that was one of the more memorable caves I've done in the uh, in the game. So that was that was that was yeah. But it was just a giant walkabout where as uh, as Joe would uh, you know would put it, yeah, so you basically did a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so true. It is so true. I did a lot of nothing for two and a half hours. And there were people in there that stayed with me the whole time. So whoever you are, if you're in the chat room now, dude, major props for watching me do absolutely nothing. So, uh, and I just got to thank Crispy Crackers, who was in there with me, uh, co-piloting. And it was fun. Hopefully she didn't get bored, but it was, uh, it was a rocking time. So, so you basically, the Skyrim live stream got nothing. Yes. And Jerry Seinfeld has nothing And to say it's on that. NBC now. So, you know. Huge success. <laughs> do a show about nothing. <laughs> Guys, I will do a live stream about nothing. <laughs> so you're like some 50 level, a level 50 character, a plus character, and yet, you know, you're going to run away from bears, dragons. Oh, no, I'm not 50 plus. I'm 24. This is this yeah. is with Dew. The archer oh. Dew. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're all named Dew. How can you differentiate? Shut up, Dave. <laughs> but that's all I got, man. So it's super interesting on my end. Yeah, dude, that was like the highlight of the entire show tonight. <laughs> totally impressed. And Lou has something in his nose that says, did stuff. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really, really. I, 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 I did some stuff. I did, really. Um, I basically cleaned up a lot of my journal, like I said I would. Uh, I only have ten quests now on miscellaneous journal. <laughs> Before that thing was up to like I think twenty plus. I'm like, oh, I got to clean this up. <laughs> so that's all I've been doing the past couple of days is just uh, random just doing little, the little mom and pop quests. I call them. Okay. Nothing yeah, really entertaining, or oh no 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 no! I, I did some stuff. I actually let's see what I do. Oh, uh, the quest to explore. Uh, what's that? Rune Arkenthamed. Mm-hmm. Okay, did that. I actually started that on my battle mage. I mean, I've done it before on my assassin, and that was on my assassin. I enjoyed it thoroughly because you know I, I thoroughly enjoy sneaking up behind everything in there and just killing them outright. <laughs> But now as a battle mage, um, if anyone's ever played World of Warcraft before, okay, you know, remember one of the trailers they used to have where you saw that mage just go ape, beep, you know, just dual, both hands just casting everything he's in, in his arsenal? Yeah, that's me in Arkham right now. <laughs> I mean, since I have uh, 100 destruction, it's like, yeah, come at me. <laughs> I'm just going to throw everything in my, my arsenal in your way, and nothing survives. <laughs> By the time my companion gets there, there's nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing left. I'll purposely aggro t- 
two, three, four, five, six following at a time, just because like nothing's gonna, nothing will reach me <laughs> unless they're ranged, which I hate. <laughs> the archers suck, by the way. <laughs> That's the way to do it, though, man. Just clear everything out before your companion gets there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I tried that just on a whim because I was so tired. I was like, oh, what the hell? I'm just going to see what I can do and just started letting loose the fireball, ice storm everywhere. You know, you know what? This works. <laughs> it does work. And, and I was just going crazy. So that's just my room cleaner technique. <laughs> you know, just, just start throwing AOE spells everywhere. And just, you know, it's going to stick. It's going to land somewhere. It's going to kill something. Pray to God something dies quickly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not, just run away. <laughs> I'll just do a shank and run away, and then just recast. <laughs> just do it all again. Uh, yeah, and like Dave, I am actually about to start Dawn Guard, so I actually did go to, uh, you know, or Dawn Guard. I spoke to Barry White. I mean, Isron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's totally Barry White. Don't even kid yourself. Yeah, he is. He is. Because you, know, you can't get enough of your love, baby. Hey, what's up, That's Nova exactly. King? Like, I walked up to him. My first thought was him finishing a sentence with baby. <laughs> hey, Dova, baby. How are you doing tonight? Those damn vampires are going to need some killing, baby. Israel doesn't need tools to kill vampires. They'll just swoon. Cause that, oh, that voice. <laughs> that voice. <laughs> just trying to pants off everyone. But, yeah, I, that's what I'm up to right now. Uh, I actually also did... Start. I actually finished. I'm sorry. The the portion of the Civil War in White Run. I finally kicked it off too, and I won after two saves though because I got uh, a little pissed off that uh, well the first time I failed because I got one shotted by an archer which annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> Half the attacking force goes down and what kills me one shots me. Oh oh the arrow in my head. Oops. I was doing so well up to that point. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to cool. I'm going to win this fight. Boom. Yeah, load file. Jerk. <laughs> and the second time, I, I kind of pissed off half the guards in White Run because, you know, you know, when I cast the AOE guys, don't, don't get in my way, please. Ah, you know, <laughs> and now I'm killing them too inadvertently. <laughs> so, oops, the odds aren't in my favor anymore, and I died again. <laughs> It doesn't help when you kill five, you know, five guys trying to help you. Like, oop, oh, 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 that sucks. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know you'd walk in the in the path of fireball, but that's okay. Totally my fault. <laughs> Reloaded the game again. <laughs> Good job, Lou. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm up to right now. Um, I'm also looking at a couple of uh, other mods that I'll get into next week, though. I'll save that for next week. Oh, cool. Yes, I'm really psyched about that. So I'll give you guys a report on that too. Next gameplay. Yes, do so. I, I have a lot to talk about too. That it's like three weeks in the making that I have not gotten to yet, but I did get to it. But I'll talk about that in a second. First, our guest Mara. Yay! <laughs> so uh, I designed a challenge with a couple of my friends, which involved getting a mage assassin up to level thirty and doing all the Dark Brotherhood. And I made a Breton male, and I am focusing a lot on the illusion skill. Because that would be really helpful with mage and assassin stuff. I totally applaud Illusion. Illusion is a phenomenal, underrated school. Oh, yep. It's so much I fun. Illusion. I wish I would do it more. Anyway, I started the uh, Thieves Guild quest line. And I did the Golden Glow State job. And let me tell you, it is eight times more fun when you get to watch all the mercenaries kill each other with uh, Fury. 
<laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. And then I just spent the rest of the time just walking around, going to random dungeons and uh, failing to defeat all the Draugr bosses because I don't have any illusion spells that work against them, unfortunately. So yeah, it was basically my week. Well, that was quick. <laughs> you you don't have a spot <clears throat> here. You don't have any calm spells? Calm spell? No, why would you use that? Fear's all all you need. No, you dude, because if you enemies. calm them, then you can just walk walk right by them because, you know, if you're like me and you're just scared she said of fighting assassin, people. Dude, assassin, dude. No, assassin kills. Yeah, I, I am kill a, people. No, an assassin runs away bravely. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's the Shank class Ave of um Man, you of must wimp. get paid like nothing as an assassin, man. <laughs> That's like the worst assassin I've ever heard of in my life. Ah, <laughs> 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 <sighs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna try doing a uh, melee character one of these days. Straight up melee, just go fisticuffs, you know. Oh, oh dude, that's gonna be. So you're just just fists, like yep. just, dude, man. Straight up. And then name your character O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do any of the quests. I just walk into the pub and pick fights. I'll name him Van Dammit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, there's there's, there's little nuggets of uh, awesomeness that are in Skyrim that gear that you can use armor that will boost your melee. Like, there's the guy in the... What's oh, that called the, the rat, thing. the rat way, or uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, yep, I know. You go down there, and you get these gloves that boost your melee abilities like crazy. So weapons themselves, and you know what I've never seen is the melee kill cams. Oh man, they're they awesome. have those. Yeah, yes. they're the best ones in the game. No way, that's sick. Yeah, I gotta try that one time. That'll be nice. That'd be a, a challenge I have not completed yet or even attempted, so <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot and see how I fare. But what I did do is I was challenged by Mr. Evarwin to do Cheese of the Ages or Cheese of Ages mod. And it's as cheesy as the name suggests. The first thing I noticed um, <laughs> when I got in there was that threw me off hardcore was hearing a bunch of burly Norse talk with British accents. Oh, God. That sounded like they were at least 16. So, immersion breaking? Oh, yes. You know, you expect to hear Nord talk like this, not... What's up, mate? And, Hello, governor. Yeah, and every one of them was like that. I mean, I understand that they were, you know, probably just British doing it, but come on, you can try the accent at least. It, it really threw me off. And the story was cheesy. <laughs> All the way through. Um, it had some funny moments. It wasn't that long. Eh. If you're bored, I would give it a shot. Just okay, turn Joe, off the volume. On a uh, stars, one being terrible, five being the best mod ever put in Skyrim, where would you rate this in, in stars? Uh, two. Two? The only saving grace is it has, has, has some funny moments. Okay. Other than that, the story made no sense for Skyrim whatsoever. Uh, voice acting, not good. Um, yeah, not very long. I mean, I'd, I'd only pick it up if you were bored. 
So is it more like a tongue-in-cheek sort of mod? Completely. <laughs> well, I guess that fits with a British sense of humor. <laughs> oh, tongue-in-cheek. Dry. I don't know. Yeah, so not my cup of tea, but that's what I did. Um, we do have, you know, a crafting table that was originally set up. I'm not going to do it. Similar to why we don't do the, the uh, lore segment for Lou. That's Lou's shtick. Um, the crafting table is Ivarwin's shtick, and we don't know, you know, who he was going to plan to give it to this week for the challenge. So we're, we're going to hold off on that until next episode when Ivarwin can rejoin us, because that's his thing, and I don't want to do anything about that. So what we're going to do is we're going to go right in to the Elder Scroll. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. And today's topic is awesome. in honor in honor of Shank. Yay. We're going to cover the Grey Cowl of Nocturnal. <laughs> crown fit for a thief. Or someone's quote, some strange words here, whosoever wears it shall be lost in the shadows. His true nature shall be unknown to all who meet him. His identity shall be struck from all records and histories. Memory will hide in the shadows, refusing to record the name of the owner to any who meet him. He shall be known by the cowl and only by the cowl. So what is the great cowl nocturnal? Well, it is a piece of equipment that is mentioned as once being possessed by the Dajic Prince Nocturnal. And since Nocturnal is revered as the mistress of shadow and is depicted as a woman wearing gray cloak and Gray cloak and cowl, the artifact is attributed with stealth and secrecy. Legend holds that it renders the wearer completely invisible to mortal eyes. It is notably worn by, guess who? The gray fox. Who stole it from her? Yes, stolen from a Daedric prince. Now, the cowl was stolen from Nocturnal by a thief named Amor Daryloff, the first grandmaster of the Thieves' Guild. After the theft... Nocturnal cursed the cow so that whomever wore it would be erased from history. All who knew that person would subsequently forget who they were. And whoever wears this hood takes on the identity of the Grey Fox. The wearer's fame, infamy, and bounty all become those of the Grey Fox. Any crimes committed or good deeds done, what good deeds done, are attributed to the Grey Fox rather than to the character wearing the hood. For example, this count caused Count Corvus Umbranox, otherwise known as the Grey Fox, to the Thieves' Guild, to lose his royal ties when he came into possession of it. His wife Malona's memory of him fogged, and she suspected him of having run away, forsaking his marriage vows. Desperate to remove the curse from the cowl, return to his position as count, and rekindle his marriage, he employed the hero Kvatch, that's you, <laughs> to steal an Elder Scroll. Succeeding in the theft and the scroll, the Count was able to break the curse with the help of the hero Kvatch, remove the cowl, and return to his wife. It is believed that the hero retained the cowl and assumed the mantle of the Grey Fox. Inscribed in the front of the cowl are the words, well, unfortunately you can't see it here <laughs> in the notes, but I do have the Daedric script, that's uh, the inscription on the cowl itself, which in a Daedric alphabet mean, Shadow hide you. The Y was omitted. The phrase is used by members of the Thieves' Guild, as well as Nightingales. The latter believe that, upon death, they are merged with the shadows, covered by a cloak of protection and enigma. 
The root of the phrase is believed to stem from this afterlife mythos. The phrase is also a farewell conversation with members of the Thieves Guild. As is common in the Dedic alphabet, the letter Yachem, Y, is omitted from the inscription. And if you've noticed in the game, the book Purloin Shadows is a fictionalized account of the original theft of the cowl from Nocturnal. So that's the Great Cowl of Nocturnal. In a nutshell, uh, I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for giving me all the tidbits and information here for this presentation. I hope you all enjoyed it. Dude, I love that. And it's a cool little, just a side note here. And when you said uh, the cowl was stolen from Nocturnal by a thief named Emmer Dereloth, the first Grandmaster of the Thieves Guild. If you guys remember in Oblivion, how do you have to join up with the Thieves Guild? Well, you got to go to the Garden of Dereloth. Now you know. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Dude, Lou, that was awesome. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I also thought it was pretty neat too when I first saw the the phrase uh, where they dropped off the Y. I was like, "Holy, wait a minute, what's going on?" I, th- I thought it was a typo on the wiki's part. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't oh, know that actually. That's yeah, they dropped of... it off. So that's pretty neat. People who say Shadow Hide, you're losers. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Hey, watch <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't want Dave back. <laughs> you know, you two and your banter. It's it's so like love you know that's it you love each other that's what it is alright so that's it for the illust roll yes <laughs> that's that's in a nutshell if you want to look it up go to those sites there's much there's a lot more on there so beautiful well guys it's that time of the show that we all not like to have it's called our final thoughts of the evening every week guys I just want Elder rolls online more and more and more and again today, it just gotta have it, man. I am psyched. Uh, the character creation dev question was actually pretty cool. I'm, I would love to see go back to the site actually and see what the other players have mentioned, what they're looking forward to in character creation. Uh, because if they weren't fortunate to see it at PAX East, man, <laughs> I can't wait to see the final version of it when the game finally goes live. Oof, Oof I know, man. It's like sexiness. Is mm-hmm. what it is. And Dave. I just want to tell everyone that uh, I have something to announce, and that's that Elder Scrolls Online has received an official date to release at the end of this next week. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> quit dreaming. I know. I got all your hopes up. I want to now apologize for that and re- redact my statement. Uh, it is entirely un- unfounded, and I apologize. You're a soul crusher, man. I know. I'm going to go cry. I'm crying right now. The crying Elder Scrolls. I was going to see my characters. All right, so, Shank. I would like to announce that as of next Friday, Dave will no longer be part of Quest Gaming Network for lying to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Lander. Uh, that, that that's all I got. And our guest, Mara. I'm just uh, really happy that Elder Scrolls Online is coming along so swimmingly, and I can't wait to see how it further evolves as beta unravels itself. Well said, sister. Well said. And Lou. How to reach us, buddy. Okay, how to reach us. 
you can reach us at our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Or, if you want to see the whole host of goodness that we've got, you can also find us at thequestgamingnetwork.com. Emails your thing? You can email the show at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube presence. That's right. We're there. YouTube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR. As well as YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And there, it's the only place, the only place you'll find Totally Heroes. QGN's weekly video newscast starring our network's news director, Joe Bradford. I can't say it like him. <laughs> Bradford. Bradford. <laughs> and QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong and another guy. Yeah, yeah, Shank. That's me. That's him. <laughs> we also have $10 mentions. Donate to the show, $10 mentions. Tell us what you want to hear. We'll put it out there for you. If you want to plug your guild, plug something. Hey, it's there. It's a service. We'll do it for you because we're there for you. Where to listen for us? Hey, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune. Hey, we're also on the RSS feed. Use your fave RSS reader. Okay? You have links to it on our website and all of our episode posts. We recommend you use Podkicker or RSS Demon on Google Play Store. Also, don't forget our other shows. Minecraft Off the Record, which is live. That's right. Live on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Twitter. You can reach us on Twitter. The show is at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Okay, it's Elder Scrolls OTR. Okay, Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe can be reached at, at the widget. That's T H E W I G I T. Evarwin. Miss you, man. Since I couldn't be here tonight. He can be reached at Evarwin. E V A R W Y N. Me. I can reach that GamerGuy11B. That's G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. And Dave. <clears throat> Dave, can you reach that? Take it away, Dave. No, do it. I want to hear you do it. All right. All right. All right. Dave, can you reach that? D! I E N. Force. DN Force. <laughs> and Shank. Can we reach that? Shank a tank. No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, folks. It's S H A N K T H T A N K. Drop that last E for savings. That or Shank couldn't spell when he actually created his Twitter handle and you know now he's stuck with it. Or a typo, one way, either way, right? <laughs> I, that's that's my theory, folks, that he was drunk, too tired or whatever, and he just couldn't spell. Spell check failed him, and now he's stuck with his Twitter handle. <laughs> and Mara, we're gonna find you, Mara. We can. You can find me at uh, at this is Mara, with my name spelled M A R A. This is okay. That's not hard at all. No, <laughs> not really. Hello, scrolls off the record as a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Miller Network. And I just want to say, foos for all you all next week. Good night, everyone. Glad you're all here. Hope to see you all again next week. Like reveal you, y'all. Islanus. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
what? <laughs> I love you too. Fine, I'll go down further down the ladder and put Dave. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> go get like a Coke or something. A Coke? No Coke, Pepsi. No, no Coke, Pepsi. No, no Coke, Pepsi. Need Pepsi. <laughs> if no Pepsi, you stink like a fat cow. We have a no. show to do. You know what's too much info? I'm doing this without pants right now. Nice to know. No, that's just sexy. All right. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey the we phone. went to PG-13 now. Oh. <laughs> Keep it PG, boys. I hate you, Shane. You can do, like, you know, throw a voice. You can use that, that shout or the, the disarm shout. Of course I not. I never that. use those shouts, man. Slow time, man. Never use that one either. You slow now. You never heard Hey Skeever butt Oh come on (laughs) Hey Skeever butt Yeah that's what what the the shout is Hey Skeever butt That's the the taunt Bacon off the record (laughs) Beer off the record At the end of every episode We we pick a caller To send a free mustache (laughs) Who's all down